Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Superconscious Success Podcast, where Jen and her Superconscious Success family co-hosts bring you valuable content each and every week on topics relating to manifestation, spirituality, and most of all, using your superconscious to manifest success in all areas of your life. Now on to today's episode. Hey there, Superconscious Success fam. Welcome back to another episode where we are going to be talking to an incredible, beautiful human being today who I am so blessed to have on this show. Now, her name is Martha Clark, and she's an astrologer, an astrocartographer, and writer. And through her knowledge of the planets, she helps people find the best place in the world to live in order to bring out their most creative side and to express themselves fully. Let's face it, that's what we all want. So I am intensely interested in astrology. And with the planets going through retrogrades and conjunctions at the moment, I just know that you are going to find this podcast absolutely enlightening. So hi, Martha. How are you today? Hi, Jen. Lovely to talk to you. Thank you for having me. Oh, lovely to talk to you too. We've we've had a couple of chats before and um, such a beautiful human being. I'm so blessed to have you on this show. And I, before we get started into astrology and all the craziness happening at the moment, as we've just spoken about, um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? How did you, how did you come into astrology and kind of what's your backstory? Thank you very much. I get asked that all the time. I've always loved astrology, even from when I was 12 years old. And when I worked in tourism in my 20s, I just happened to notice that half the people I worked with were always Geminis. I have no idea why. And then it turns out that the travel industry suits the Gemini energy very well. Um, and then fast forward about 20 or you know, 30 years and I had an astrology reading during my divorce and it made sense of my life in a way nothing else did. And then fast forward another few years when I moved to Italy to develop photography and that didn't work very well. And then I had started studying astrology and one of my business coaches said, well, why don't you start doing some free astrology readings and see if you can convert them and see how you get on. And I, that's what I did. And I became an astrologer overnight while I was still wow. studying. And to me, astrology makes sense of the world in a way nothing else does. It gives you a really, yeah. really deep understanding of who you really are, what you came into this world to learn and experience to give to the world. It's like your astrology chart is like your it's like your astrological blueprint for what your soul came here in this lifetime to learn and experience. It's like your astrological birth cert. Yeah, absolutely. And so when we talk about astrology, um, we're talking about the horoscopes, uh, we're talking mm -hmm. about the planets, we're talking about all of it combined. So I, you know, I listen to my horoscopes every day. I just absolutely love it. I'm delving really deeply into, into my own um, astrology charts and, and that sort of thing. So I'm, I'm really excited because this year I think is going to be a massive year. I think there's a lot going on. Um, at the moment, we've got, you know, we've got two 
two planets that are going direct into Capricorn um, around the same time. We're going to go into that shortly. But um, before we get started, because something crazy is happening at the moment, and thank goodness it's about to end shortly, but we are stuck in Mercury retrograde at the moment. And we have we have talked about this previously about what can happen during this time but can you explain what mercury retrograde is and why things go a little bit crazy at this time yeah it's actually a very misunderstood astrological phenomenon and one of the reasons why mercury retrograde has become so much more talked about is simply because we have so much more technology in our lives you know mercury goes retrograde three times a year this year it's actually going retrograde four times and it's a period of three weeks now we have a pre-shadow and a post-shadow phase, three weeks building up to Mercury retrograde and three weeks coming out of Mercury retrograde, which in some ways are, are you know, almost equally important. And as I said, it's important to remember, it does seem to be affecting people more in the last five or eight years as we have more technology in our lives because Mercury symbolizes travel, technology and communication. Mm -hmm. Now, the important thing to remember is the re-art of it. It's a time of like, you know, reflecting, rewinding, re-going back to maybe unfinished communication, going back to maybe diaries or essays or letters that you meant to, that you meant to finish off and you haven't. So it's very much a time, it's kind of like Mercury was the only God who lived between the spirit world and the earthly world and the underworld. All the other planets were either, you know, you know, spiritual gods or like Pluto was the God of the underworld, for example, Neptune is the God of the sea. But Mercury was the only God that was allowed to travel between the three worlds. Um, so, you know, Mercury is, you know, I'm, you know, I'm very biased about Mercury because half my chart is ruled by Mercury. <laughs> I could write 10 books on Mercury retrograde at this stage. And as somebody who has a lot of Mercury in their natal chart, I have noticed it does affect me more. And I think it's simply the amount of Mercury I have in my chart that makes me more affected. But if you think about it, like five or eight years ago, we didn't have WhatsApp. We didn't have, we, we'd had Facebook Messenger. We weren't using it as much. We didn't have Zoom. We only had Skype. Now we have what's four or five different way platforms. One person uses Zoom, somebody else uses Skype, somebody else uses MSN, somebody else uses Microsoft. Seven years ago, it was Skype or nothing. So yeah. it stands to reason. It's like if you have it's like if you have six cars, you have six times more likely of something happening to one of the six cars than if you only have one car. That's kind of the simple way to explain why Mercury retrograde has become such a big deal. You know, and I don't agree with the things, you know, where people say don't sign contracts or don't move or don't travel. I mean, if you were to do that three times a year for nine weeks of the year, should nobody go anywhere or do anything? But it is very exactly. much a time, I regard it as a time where Mercury just takes a break from being the busy yeah. person communicating everywhere. So it's a time to like, you know, reflect, reboot, mm -hmm. you know, go back for walks in nature, meet friends for in-person cups of coffee. And that's something we couldn't do for that. Well, certainly in Ireland, it's something we haven't been able to do for the last two years. But I would encourage people to like, you know, detach from technology as much as they can during that time. Or else, you know, if you are using technology to allow extra time, as, as we discovered, you know, both of us had similar experiences yesterday and today. Or the other thing I always suggest to people is always give the other person the benefit of the doubt. If yeah. you've sent an email and they haven't replied, you know, it happened to me once in Cape Cod. I had sent somebody an email and she never replied. And I bumped into her in a cafe six weeks later and she went, 
Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought I replied. I drafted the mm-hmm. email. I never pressed the send button. So always yeah. give the other person the benefit of the doubt. That's the biggest piece of advice I can give anybody during Mercury retrograde. You Absolutely. Know, and this, and this, you. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is what I was saying. I was saying to you before, like I've had interviews and, and just before our interviews, people's um, computers crashed. So of course they're a bit delayed and she was so apologetic and I said look it's okay don't worry we're in mercury retrograde right now and I allow for this sort of stuff stuff to happen it it does not stress me out um and and the same with myself I'm very I'm very lenient on myself with it um if my microphone does decide to chop in and out today which can happen because it's being a real pain this morning just remember I'm I'm in Mercury retrograde and it's deciding to play tricks on me. So um, I'll do the best I can. So so we've got Mercury retrograde. We're in that. When does Mercury retrograde finish um, before we head into the post-shadow? Yeah, Mercury retrograde ends next Thursday, the 3rd of February, and then goes into the post-shadow phase for roughly another three weeks. And the post-shadow phase then ends on Wednesday, the 23rd of February. Okay, but, so you know, is the, there... The third loan retrograde period is, is the most important one. After, yeah, after because... Weeks. Because the post the post grade it's not as intense obviously as when we're in the um, but it's kind of like a way for us to start to move out of that phase, um, yeah. and so then we're all, we've also got Venus retrograde. So when uh, can you go a bit into that? Because Venus is a beautiful planet, and um, as we were talking before, I absolutely love Venus retrogrades uh, in terms of relationships, in terms of love, in in terms of friendships it can it can play a really positive part in your life so can you go into venus retrograde for us yeah i absolutely love venus retrograde because people don't realize that you know the outer planets spend between 40 to 60 percent of the time in retrograde in any given Mm. year so in any given year we'll have either you know jupiter saturn uranus neptune pluto two or three or four or five of them even retrograde venus only goes retrograde every 18 months because of course we don't Mm. we you know we don't have the sun or the moon going retrograde so venus goes retrograde every 18 months and i have to say it's a beautiful time and it's one of my favorite astrological um you know timelines so venus is going direct now on the 29th of january and everybody Mm. thinks venus is just all about love and seduction but venus is also your value system and it's your finances and it's your sense of justice and it's your sense of fairness so it's very Mm. much about what you love and who you love and what you value and you know how you reevaluate what you value and who you love and what's fascinating is what we've been seeing happening you know in ireland for example there's quite a lot of court cases being taken against various government departments that's Mm -hmm. people standing up for what they value i mean that's huge what we've what we've seen literally as of two days ago the canadian truck drivers are driving across canada they're about to arrive in ottawa tomorrow or the next day and they're not budging from the front of the canadian government buildings and american truck drivers are crossing the border to join them and then this morning i read that Australian truck drivers are going, hey, lads, we're down under, we're doing the same. That's yep, the embodiment of 
retrogrades, standing up for, you know, for what you believe in and what you value. Now that's heightened by the fact that we also have Mercury conjunct Pluto at the moment from the 21st of January until the 18th of February. But the other thing about Venus retrograde, it is very often a time when people you love come back into your life. Or if it's not people you love, it could be maybe a book you haven't read for a long time. Or you come yeah. across the album of one of your favorite singers when you were in your 20s or when you were a teenager. So it's very, it's a very deeply, beautifully reflective time um, where I do encourage people to sit down and just rewrite about what they revalue. And, you know, we're, yeah. we're all coming out of two years of the most horrendous lockdowns and there's never been a better time to say, well, after what we've all been through in the last two years, like, what do I now really value? I thought yeah. it was my job and my big salary, but maybe it's freedom. I thought it was my house, but maybe it's my friends. I thought it was my husband, but maybe it's I want to write a book. It's yeah, and I think yeah, yeah, and I think that this is a this is a really good time to be able to rewrite your story because, as you said, we've been for for two years. Um, I've been very blessed in Perth. I ha haven't had too many issues. Um, so far but um, I think during the Venus retrograde it's, it's a great time to rewrite that story that you may that how you want your life to be how you you know reflect on where you've been and then and then rewrite it based on what your life like you said what do you value now what do you see the world as being um, you know so I think it's a really beautiful time now we uh, Venus goes direct, you said, on the 29th. So we're we're yeah. almost there. What can we expect yeah, to see? Yeah, what can we expect to see once we um once it goes direct? Like what can we expect well, to well, change? For example, I'll certainly be keeping a very close eye on what's happening in Canada because it was only mm. yesterday that I saw, you know, that American truck drivers are crossing the border to join the Canadians. Like that's unheard of. Or even mm. the idea of Canadians protesting against anything. It's not part of their culture. It just isn't. No. You know, so what we are going to see is like we probably will start seeing a loosening or a loosening of restrictions, you know, worldwide. I mean, I know in theory they've started loosening restrictions in Europe. You know, mm -hmm. the, the big spiel is that, you know, you can travel more freely as long as you're vaccinated. And then when you read the small print, you can still travel more freely, even if you're not. They're not advertising yeah. it. But if you read the small print, it's there. So I think we can see, you know, quite a big loosening up of restrictions worldwide. I mean, you know, Britain got rid of the vaccine pass last week and then Ireland followed suit three days later. That's how fast yeah. it happened. And it happened while Venus was retrograde. It's almost like, yeah. you know, things started opening up while Venus was retrograde so that when Venus goes direct, we're ready to go because, you know, it's kind of going to be like going back into the world after having been in the cave for two years. It really yeah. is. You know, people in Europe, for example, may not have been affected as people in countries like Ireland where the weather is worse. You know, if you yes. were under lockdown in Italy, you could still go for walks under the sun, for example, or have a coffee in an outdoor cafe and the sun was shining. Um, so again, it's going back to people are reevaluating and the little things have now become the big things. Having coffee with a friend is now a big thing. We haven't been able yeah. to do it for two years. And that's I the thing that I think yesterday we were there for three hours. <laughs> 
and that's the thing. I think that we've we've really started to be able to get in touch with um, what's really important because, you know, going through all of this, and, and I believe that everything happens for a purpose. I believe that, you know, our source and, and our souls and we all have a reason behind all of this. Um, and I think people are starting to realise and they're starting to reevaluate their values because of that fact. It's like, okay, before, you know, going out for coffee, that was easy. Like we could do that whenever we wanted. But once you went into lockdown, that was impossible, you know, and then you have families that have started spending more time together, um, which is now with, with Venus retrograde, um, do you tend to see because it is it is actually the planet of of love as well but do you tend Mm -hmm. to see more relationship breakups and more like conflict in relationships during that time well this particular one quite possibly because mercury is also conjunct pluto at the moment Mm. you know so mercury is all about communication and pluto is about deep intense transformation and it's about power and it's about abuse of power and it's also about standing in your power so yes we could see people in relationships standing in their power and saying you know what I'm not doing the relationship like this anymore it doesn't mean the relationship is going to break up it could mean like do you know what? I'm not putting up with you going to the pub three times a week anymore. Well, not that anybody was able yeah. to do that for the last two years. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, well, no, I want you to prioritize spending more time with the kids or, you know, I want you to prioritize, you know, going on a family holiday over buying a new car. It's, you know, there will be more people in relationships standing their ground as to what they really value in a relationship. Again, yeah, because absolutely. the retrograde, it's all about reevaluating what really are your values. and so so say say we're not actually you know there's someone out there they don't know a lot about astrology they're not really um you know they don't research or listen to their horoscopes or anything like that but um will they they will feel that anyway won't they so they will they will just naturally do it yeah yeah Yeah. so they'll just naturally do it and then once they hear this podcast, then they'll go, oh, that's why all of this is happening. <laughs> okay, I understand. And that's the thing, and that's what I love about it because I can look back and I can look at the charts and I can look at my stars and I can look at all of the planets and, and the retrogrades and stuff, and I can go, oh, that makes sense. Now I know why that's happening. Um, yeah. And so... Like I said before, 2022 is going to be a massive year. If you're into numerology, then you know the 222, the number six, time of massive transformational change. And I can see that this year is is going to have a lot of change, already has. As you said, the borders have opened up in in Ireland. Uh, Vaccine um, passes have been relinquished. They've been dropped completely. Yeah, they've been dropped completely. Um, and so I think that there's going to be a lot of a lot of movement going on. What intense planetary changes are happening right now? We've spoken about some of them. Um, there's some conjunctions that are that are coming in. Like I said, Venus and Mercury are going direct in the same planet of Capricorn. Um, and so, what can we expect to see in the year 2022 that is just going to rock our world? <laughs> I mean, if we think 
2021 and 2020 were big. They're nothing compared to what 2022 is going to be like. But 2022 yeah. is going to be a very, very different year. I mean, I've been liking it. To, it's like we've all been at anchor at sea, not quite knowing when we're go, where we're going. And the anchor has been pulled up. And now we're on the ship and we're sailing, but we're not quite sure where we're going towards. We're doing what they call in sailing terms attack, which is you adjust mm -hmm. the boat according to how the wind is blowing but you still know where you're going now the next main transit which we have which is the, you know the dominant transit of this year is when jupiter and neptune form a conjunction and that is on the 10th of, of april now jupiter and neptune form a conjunction every 12 or 13 years anyway because jupiter takes 12 years to go around your chart so those two planets will be conjunct anyway but they're not always conjunct in the same sign so it's only every 160 years or so that they're conjunct together in Pisces and wow. Neptune rules Pisces so this is going to play out in two ways like a lot of people have written about you know Neptune symbolizes dreams and our higher vision and our most altruistic self and self-sacrifice and giving back to society the lower vibration of Neptune is addiction and escapism yeah. then we have Jupiter Jupiter is abundance travel faith our belief system and then jupiter expands the energy of any planet it touches so we're going to see that we're going to see the two of them playing out simultaneously we are going to see people taking big risks and achieving big dreams but also what might come out is the level of addiction that pete that increased among people in the last two years while they've been like locked at home behind closed doors it's going to play out two ways and we may see governments wanting to like you know shy away from that not pay attention to that and the mercury pluto mm. conjunction is going to make sure that that doesn't happen so you know worldwide we're going to see the two of them playing out at the same time you know an awful lot of people have said you know the good thing about lockdown was i discovered creativity i never knew i had like i learned yeah. to paint during lockdown i'm on my fifth oh, wow. painting course i didn't even know how to hold, i didn't even know how to hold a paintbrush last september and um, so, you know, we're going to see that we're going to see we're going to see an explosion of like, you know, online book publishing and people, you know, we've already seen that explosion very quietly in the last two years. We're going to yeah. see people saying, do you know what? I really want to explore my creative side. I'm going to take the big risk. I'm going to do the big dream. I'm going to take three months because Jupiter is travel. I'm going to take three months and go somewhere and travel and then write my book while I'm there. But then we'll also see people who might go to do that and then just escape instead and not do anything. So we're going to see both play out. It'll be fascinating. That will be really fascinating. And I mean, I'm, I'm a Sagittarius. So um, my Jupiter rules my, um, my star sign. So it's kind of like, um, it's all about, because Sagittarius is all about travel and it's all about abundance and it's because Jupiter does rule it. So it's really, um, it's really a fascinating, a fascinating study when you look into your horoscopes. And if you can match them up to the planetary changes that are happening, um, then I think that it's actually, then it's actually really, really interesting. And it does open your eyes to a lot of things. So, um, so we've got, we've got um, Jupiter and Neptune there can uh, go in conjunction. What about what else is going on for us this year? Well, they're, they're the main ones. That's the dominant, you know, because, you know, last year, the dominant planetary theme was Saturn and Uranus squaring off each other three times a year. And we're still mm -hmm. in the aftermath of that. 
you know so Saturn yeah. is rules and regulations and governments and then Uranus is genius and innovation doing things differently so that's why we had such a lightning speed explosion in the vaccines and how many vaccines were, were you know were, were invented and how many vaccines were brought on the market and then we went from vaccines to boosters nobody expected people thought one vaccine and we'll all get back to normal and then it was two vaccines and now here we and are right. two vaccines and three boosters and, and you know this is where you know the, the mercury pluto the collective is saying do you know what we're not doing this anymore so again yeah. going back to jupiter Neptune being the dominant theme we're going to see and i've seen it among my clients already in america clients who may have said two years ago oh i really want to live a collective lifestyle i really want to buy a piece of land and build a house on it and have some tiny homes on it and I now have clients who are saying we're doing that now, not we're doing it in mm -hmm. six months time. It's like we've done it. You know, we're yeah. going to see an explosion in the tiny home movement. We're going to see an explosion in tiny homes on wheels. You know, how we do finance is going to be completely changed because the other main theme is that the United States has the first hit of their own Pluto return this year. Because Pluto mm. takes 248 years to return to its natal place on your chart. And the United States, you know, is the first country to have its Pluto return analyzed because Pluto was only discovered in 1930. So that first hit is the 22nd of February of this year. And Pluto in the United States natal chart is in the second house. The second house is your individual finances. And it's also ah. your movement, talents and skills. And by the time of that first, um, when Jupiter Neptune forms its first conjunction, then those planets will have moved almost to the IC of the natal chart of the United States and the IC symbolizes home and roots and family of origin so we're going oh, to see a complete okay. breakup in how American society is on a wow. level unparalleled because if you look at Biden all Biden has really been doing is treading water for the last year he hasn't hmm. done any more harm than Trump has done but I'm not really sure what else he's done. Nobody really knows what he's done. He's just been like holding things afloat, really. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, you know, there was a time when the world looked to see what was happening in America. That that's not happening anymore. We are in a much yeah. more global world. Yeah, we are and in so a world where people can do whatever they want online. They don't have to leave oh. their house. It doesn't have to be doing an Irish course on Zoom. I can be. I mean, I'm here in Ireland talking to you in Australia. I was talking to somebody in in America two hours ago. Oh, and I say that to the kids all the time because I've got an 18 and a 20 year old, and I say. Yeah, because I often have people and they say to me, oh, um, you know, I feel so sorry for the for the kids of today because, you know, there's so much pressure and, and you know, obviously with the invention of the smartphones, you know, things can get a lot, you know, they can, they're addictive for kids and, um, you know, you never, they never have time to shut off. It's always go, go, go. Um, but in the same respect, I say to them, I say, actually, I think our kids are in the best generation because I think that our kids have so many opportunities that we never had as kids. I mean, if we wanted to, if we wanted to work, we had to go out, get a job, nine to five job. That was it. That was our options. We had nothing else because the internet wasn't invented. <laughs> the internet yeah. wasn't invented the um I didn't get my first computer till I was in like high school um right. and and so I think that you know if you look at it that way and you see that they can create I mean my son he loves gaming I mean that's one of his things he's he's 
been doing a, um, a uni course on programming. Um, my daughter, she's an eyelash technician. She's, she's only 18 years old, but she's building her own business. She's fully booked already and she's 18 years old. Um, oh and God, that's, that's stuff. Amazing. Yeah, and that is stuff that has happened. Um, and mm -hmm. she does it all through Instagram. And oh I think, and I, I think that, yeah, and I think that that's the thing. It's, it's like how you perceive things. And mm -hmm. I think that if you look at it, like you said, the technology now, um, us starting oh, to yeah. realize during this last two years, people have started to realize what their talents are. They've started to realize what mm -hmm. their skills are. They've started to build more home businesses and online businesses because yeah. they've had no choice. That's been yeah. be at home or do nothing you know it's kind of like um so when pisces um when pisces in the united states reunite um does that how does that affect the rest of the world because i know you know this is basically in the united states but we know energy is energy we know that it's going to affect the rest of the world but how does that affect the rest of the world when it comes to money finances um all of that sort of thing it would be fascinating to see because the United States is no longer the epicenter of the world the way it was. Yeah. You know, you know, and, and, and the four years of Trump is what did that. I mean, you know, over here in Ireland, they used to say, you know, America was the country you'd look up to. America was the country of the big dream. Then in the dying days of Trump, you know, people were saying, actually, people look to America now and pity America for what it's become. I mean, that's quite mm. a strong thing to say. I mean, having lived there for two and a half years, to me, it was still the land of opportunity. It was no longer the land of freedom, but it was the land of opportunity. But because Pluto was going to be in the second house, that's all about finances you know so yeah. what we're going to see is you know we're definitely going to see you know banks in ireland for example the two of the main bank banks here are closing in the next couple of months we're going to see okay. people moving towards you know online other online platforms like stripe and paypal and venmo and revolut and that's not necessarily a good thing because everything now is linked to your phone and people are kind of going oh that's great that's wonderful it's handy it's all on my phone but is it really mm. like I was trying to pay my rent last week and my the app for my bank wouldn't work because the internet and my phone wasn't working. And then I was going, OK, well, I log on to my my, you know, my bank on my, online on my my laptop. And then it's like, but if I do that, they'll send a ping to my phone. But the internet and the phone isn't working. So I <laughs> retrograde. But, yeah. And. <laughs> But that's that that's you know that's yeah. kind of the end of the war and a Saturn thing because that's what's happening quietly behind the scenes. We are being more controlled, we are being mm. more monitored, everything is on our phone. Everybody does know now, you know, we, we all think you know, Google App Tracker and these are all the places you visited in the last six months, like that's not that great either. And, you know, some people are saying we're going to move to Bitcoin. Some people are saying we're going to move towards bartering. Some people are saying we'll go back to cash under the mattress. I mean, if some, I would recommend that people do like all four or five for the next couple of years till we see what's going to happen. Um, yeah. But, you know, with Pluto being in the second house, it's, it's almost like a, because Pluto is all about death and rebirth. So it's all about the dying and rebirth of america as being the epicenter of everything in terms of movable talents and skills in terms yep. of finances you know so that's um, going to be interesting when pluto when pluto yeah 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 it's not going to be the country that people look to anymore and it hasn't been but that's it hasn't been that for the last year or two but that's going to be even more intensified once the united states hits its pluto return the united states is going to be transformed more than any country 
Wow. It's, yeah, I, I can see, yeah, I can see, I can see massive changes are starting to happen. I remember years and years ago, like when I first started in the online space, and I remember that that would have been about 12, 13 years ago, I guess. And I remember that everything was about America. Um, you know, you could only you could only sign up for platforms in America. You could only get stuff shipped to America. You had to have an American address for so much. Um, but now they're opening up to so many other countries. And I think they're starting to realise that, you know, there are other countries that we're sort of like, you know, um, that are in this world too. And so I think things are totally changing um, in that respect. I think the, um, yeah, I think exactly what you say. I think they're going to start realizing this more and more um, as in the coming in the coming years. So I mean, I'm actually uh, I'm actually far more curious to see what's going to happen in Britain. You know, mm. because they've just come out of Brexit now, and you know, at one point Britain was threatening not to do a trade agreement with America, and um, once Brexit was passed, and America, one way, one way, I'm not sure which way it was going, and America was going, well, actually, you can't do that because we're the custodians of a Good Friday Agreement. You actually can't do that. You can't insist oh. we have a trade deal with if we don't want to. You know, and you know, because everybody forgets that Brexit was passed, and in theory, all the T's were crossed and the I's were dotted just before break before you know the first of the pandemic but we're only now seeing how it's actually playing out and you know it's like as I said like last week I mean they keep trying trying to get rid of, of Boris Johnson and he keeps bouncing back he's absolutely yeah. a fascinating person to watch just from that point of view like nobody likes him everybody nobody's <laughs> nothing good to say about him they tried to get him to resign they tried to to a vote no confidence they're trying to do this and this and this and the guy is still there yeah you know? he and, perseveres you know, you've be, got to give him that oh. <laughs> yeah but it'd be oh, fascinating dear. to see because like the, the old superpowers aren't there anymore america isn't the superpower it was and even yeah. you know even the fact that you know the, the american truck drivers crossed the border into canada and said how are you lads we're joining you in your protest that would never nobody would have no. ever thought that would have happened and if it did no. you would have thought it was the other way around yeah absolutely it's i mean the changes the changes are incredible that if you look around the world that are happening at the moment um and i'm sure we've got plenty more to see that in this coming year now i i am also a massive fan i actually being being spiritual i actually do tarot tarot a fair bit as well um and the sun and the moon play such a massive part um in in astrology as well and so what what happens like when we when we're talking about retrogrades we're talking about going direct and all that what impact does the sun and the moon have um in our lives i mean sun sun is is power obviously it's energy um so what sort of what sort of impact well, the, the is the sun power in your birth chart represents you know how you shine and how you show up in the world and where it falls in your chart will tell you what house is most activated by your sun yeah you know if somebody's born with the sun in the first house they tend to be born with 
quite a strong sense of self. If somebody mm -hmm. is born with the sun in the 10th or the 11th house, those are the houses where you're more visible to the world. And the 11th house is the house of the collective. So very often people will be leaders in their field if they're born with the sun in one of those houses. And interestingly enough, we've been talking about the United States, you know, the last four or five or even six American presidents all were born with the sun in the 11th or, or the, the 10th or the 11th house. Now, the moon is very different. The moon is more your feminine energy, but it's also your more unconscious self and your unconscious subconscious emotions. And it's like how your emotions drive you. And that's why mm -hmm. the new moon and the full moon is such a big deal, because the new moon is a time of setting intention for what you want to bring into your life for the next six months. And then yep. the full moon is a time of releasing and letting go anything that no longer serves you. And the sign that the new and the full moon is in will tell you, you know, what the themes are of that particular new or full moon. And then when we're doing people's natal charts, we see what other planets are they touching? There'll be the collective new moon and full moon chart. And then there'll be the individual new moon and full moon chart. Like one person might have the new moon hitting their Mercury very strongly and the person beside them might have it hitting their Venus very strongly. So that, you know, the new moon and the full moon, you know, they vary hugely from person to person because the moon is the fastest planet going around your chart. The moon only, only takes 28 days to go around your chart yeah. versus Pluto, which takes 248 years. <laughs> so that's why the <laughs> moon <Slightly> different. <laughs> A bit of a difference between you know, 28 days and 248 years. So that's why the new moon and the full moon are so important because they move so fast. Mm, you know, absolutely. Half days, you know. And, and I know that I know that myself and you know so many out there, we have new moon and full moon rituals as well. There, you know, we set our intentions, and that's really important to me. Every new moon, um, full moon, I find is about emotional release. Uh, it's about being able to let go of of you know. This is a great time for forgiveness. It's a great time to yes. figure out exactly what it is that's been been on your mind, uh, and start to realize that you know, we need to let go of all of this if we're going to be able to move ourselves forward. Um, and so the new moon in February, what are we going into in, in February with the new moon? Well, in February, again, it'll be, you know, the, the, the themes of Mercury and Pluto, because as I said, other planetary, you know, main or the planetary alignments do affect, you know, the, the moon. So we'll still be, what we'll do is we'll, we'll be seeing a, deep, a deepening of people's emotional awareness around how they communicate. Given that Mercury is communication, we'll still be in the post-shadow phase. And then mm -hmm. Pluto is all about deep, intense personal transformation. So we'll see people, you know, you know really going into the depths of their emotion in a way they may not have done, dared to do in the last two years because it might have been just too uncomfortable to go there because so many yeah. people were just trying to get through the last two years as best they could and now it is a time of you know either setting intentions or or releasing and letting go yeah know? and that's the I thing I, I think I think yeah yeah, I think February is going to be quite big in, in that regard for people starting to, I, I feel like it's going to be a time that people are going to start to become in their power. I feel Absolutely. like it's a time that they're going to let go of, of what's been holding them back and they're going to start going, this is who I am, this is what I want and this is, this is what's going to happen. And, yeah. you know, I'll tell, I'll tell everybody out there, if you believe in yourself enough, um, you have the power 
to create the life of your dreams. Okay. And I think that, and I think that February is going to be massive for that. Now I'm going, I'm going to just go a little bit into a little bit of fun here in terms of my star sign, Sagittarius. We went through a massive, um, a massive change in December. Um, And I think that I, I had a lot of emotions and all sorts of stuff come up in December. Um, And so what can us as Sagittarians expect in the in the month of February? Well, it depends on how many planets you have that are ruled by Sagittarius. Somebody might have their sun sign in Sagittarius, but like, you know, a lot of personal planets, you know, in Capricorn or in Aquarius, because, you know, the sun sign is only actually a small part of who you are. Now, I, mm. you know, for some reason, I tend to find that people who are born with the sun sign in Sagittarius, they do tend to have two or three other planets in Sagittarius. So there's a real sense of like, do you know what, you know, we've thrown the anchor off and we're just going to go for it. Mm-hmm. You know, that they're because, you know, when we look at what, what's happened worldwide already, and this is only the 27th of January. Yep. You know, we've Absolutely. seen you know, the, the American truckers and the Canadian truckers on their way to Ottawa. We've seen the Australian truckers going, yeah, we're joining you. And um, we've seen people try to get rid of Boris Johnson in, in, in Britain and he's still there. We've seen, you know, several really important legal cases being taken against various government bodies in Ireland. This is all massive stuff, you know, yeah. so Sagittarians, people have a lot of Sagittarian energy in their chart, like it is a mutable sign. So the mutable sign is flexible, mutable signs are adaptable. And the people who've come out who are going to come out the best out of the pandemic are the people who are able to navigate their way through it. Like, as I said, it's like tacking on a boat. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, well, I'm, you know, I'm leaving Cork Harbour and I want to get to New York and I know I can't go in a straight line, but I'm not going completely off course. So I I just tap because tacking is when you you adjust your boat and you adjust your sails in accordance with the wind but if you go too yep. far off then you never get to america anyway anyway and you end up greenland you see i've got my map of the world behind me there's a reason for that <laughs> but it is it's you know and if anybody's going to be dream big dream big this year's would be people with a lot of sagittarian energy in their chart because jupiter you know is conjunct neptune I mean, I know myself, I've got very big plans for later in the year and I'm just you know, mm-hmm. I'm kind of keeping quiet about them at the moment. But yeah. it is a time of, you know, deep reflection of like, you know what, we've come through so much and people have made, you know, so many people made sacrifices that ended up not being for anything. And if that, if anything, that's going to make people even more say, do you know what, I'm not even waiting until two months time. I'm going to mm-hmm. like go off somewhere and walk away from the family for two months and really write that book and finally get it published somehow or I'm going to take up line dancing or I'm going to really go to yoga or you know it's one of the first things I did when things reopened was like ring my yoga teacher that's that's yeah. something we would have taken completely for granted two years ago I haven't done I mean I did a yoga weekend um it was actually during the full moon and it was actually really interesting to see how much did get released um, and then things reopened and like you know five years ago it would have been like okay I'll go to the pub and I'll meet loads of friends now it's like I ring my yoga teacher that's how much people that's how much people's priorities have changed and you know because the Sagittarian energy it is very it's very useful energy it's and I love it and you know a lot of my friends have a lot of Sagittarian energy in their chart because it's actually the sign that rules my descendant so you know people with a lot of Sagittarian energy they probably will be doing the big trips this year 
yeah, yeah. probably will think to know what I'm leaving Perth and I'm going to New Zealand and Tasmania and I'll go over to America and then I'll take in a bit of Europe on the way and you know it's not yeah. just, you know the flight prices have come down you know restrictions are coming down so I think we're going to see travel on an unparalleled level this year yeah and that's and that's the thing like this is this is what I've been feeling um coming into 2022 is I said to my all of my friends all over the world you know doing doing podcast interviews you meet so many incredible people and I said this year I I'm determined I'm going to head across and I'm going to catch up with you you know Europe and and America and and do the trip and um and that was that was what one reason why um you know as I said to you in the pre-interview, you know, I work a couple of days with my husband um, and so I got the vaccines because we could be able, would be able to travel. We like cruising. Yeah. Have you ever been on a cruise? No, not yet. Uh, it's it's the most it's the most amazing experience. We take the kids um, because everything's covered. It's fantastic. And of course, we haven't been able to, we normally go on a cruise like every couple of years and all of that's been shut down. And we haven't been able to go on a holiday for a couple of years. And so it's it's going to be great for everything to open up and us to be able to travel again. And I feel like this year is going to be a year of, of travel for me, which, um, which will be so yeah. amazing because I'm just looking forward to just being able to, to chill out for a little bit and um, catch up with all, all my amazing friends, which will be, which will be fantastic. So um, awesome. There's some really great stuff happening for Sagittarians this year. There's great stuff happening for all the star signs this year. Um, and I think that astrology is a great way to start to figure all of this out. But remember that you know we create our own our own destiny. So um, we we don't we don't let this this stand in your way. It's just being aware. It's astrology is a way to be aware of what's of what's yeah. going to happen or what's going on, and then mm-hmm. you can kind of like with the Mars retrograde, just account for it. Okay, don't be scared of it because it's nothing to be scared of, but account for it and and go okay. Well, if somebody's going to take a little bit longer to reply it's not a personal thing it's mm-hmm. just that something might have I've had it where you know people haven't replied but it's gone it's gone to their spam or it's gone to somewhere oh, else yeah. they didn't realize it or you know something's happened and so like you said and I think it's the best piece of advice just you know just remember that you know it's not personal and give them a little bit of leeway because I think that yeah. This sort of stuff can happen this time of the year. Now, one thing that I want to cover, we've covered so much in this in this interview, and I always love talking to you. It's so much fun. Um, but we've got to go into astrocartography because that is something that is your passion. And um, it's something that I had never heard about until I until I met you. And so can you go a little bit into what astrocartography is and how it may help somebody with their future visions, their dreams, uh, with with their creativity? Um, and like I said, with them fulfilling their their um, best self, I suppose. So um, go into that for a bit for me. Yeah, to me, it's the most mind-blowing part of astrocartography. And the reason I'm so passionate about it is it's because it was part of my very my, my first own astrology session. Astrocartography is basically mapping the planetary lines across the world. 
you know, to, mm-hmm. and it's to do with latitude and longitude. And then you take into account that, you know, the earth is round. Um, so when you do an atal chart, it's a round circle and the planets in your chart fall into, you know, different houses and then the planets talk to each other in a certain way. And, you know, before we get into astrocartography, what we do is a relocated chart. So that's where you regenerate the natal chart as if somebody had been born somewhere else. So like I was born in Dublin. So a relocated chart is if I regenerate the chart as if I'd been born in Perth and the planets change Mm -hmm. houses. How the planets talk to each other tends not to change, but the houses will change. So therefore, the areas of influence in your life will change. And then once you do that, then you can you go to the astrocartography. But the other thing that's really important to remember is you carry the resonance of your natal birth chart wherever you go. And then a transit chart is where the planets are in your chart now and what themes are coming up now for healing or for release or for you to work on. So even if I was to pack up today now and go to Perth tomorrow, the transits that I'm going through will go with me. And a lot of people don't understand that. And there's been a huge explosion of interest in astrocartography in the last few years. And a lot of people think, oh, you jump straight to mapping the lines. And if I move to where my Venus line is strong, I'll find love. If I move to where Pluto line is strong, I might die and be reborn. If I move to my Mars line, I'll you know, be more driven to take action. It's not as simple as that. It's like you have to understand the natal chart first and then the transit chart because those energies go with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you know, astrologers differ as to whether the relocated chart is as important as an natal chart. And for me, certainly having lived off a lot of relocated charts, I do think they're as important. Like, mm-hmm. for example, I've got my son, Venus and Mercury in my 12th house in Ireland. So the sun is kind of like the hidden leader in the 12th house. Mercury in the 12th house, I'm not necessarily heard. Venus in the 12th house, I'm not necessarily valued. But Venus moves to my first house in Kerry and Cork. So in Mm. Kerry and Cork, I am heard. Ah, you know, okay. um, yeah. and then when I moved to Cape Cod, my sun, moon, Mercury and Venus all moved to the bottom of my chart to my IC, which is home and roots and family of origin. So they were four of my personal charts. So it literally was I quietly felt at home on Cape Cod. Yeah, you know, exactly. Because so, and, and then okay. you, and then when you, you understand those, then you go to the astrocartography. And, you know, when I do astrocartography, people get very carried away and they go because I usually ask people to give me three places they, they're drawn to. And they'll invariably come back with, you know, South America, Canada and Australia. And I go, no, they're three continents, three places. <laughs> It's hilarious. I'm well used to it at this stage. Um, and then for, and, and this is why when you prepare a chart for somebody, you know that very often what they're going to ask you is going to change and what they thought they were going to ask you. Um, but for example, like when I was living on my Mars line, it was easier for me to take action because my Mars is quite restricted in my natal chart. Yeah. I find it hard to take the courage to make take action because natally my Mars is squared by Saturn. That can be either somebody who's afraid to take risks or it can be somebody who's a workhorse and is slower than everybody else but always gets there so both aspects of my chart are true but when I was living on Boston and Cape Cod I was right on my Mars line 
is like literally I never stopped. So, you know, and, and it's and then it's really important if you're doing a family chart, because very often I get asked to do a chart for a husband and wife and the kids. But the person who most wants to move is the person whose chart is most important. So if you're yeah. doing a chart for a husband and wife and the three kids, as long as where they're moving to supports, you know, the, the adults in the relationship, that will then support the kids, if you know what I yeah. mean. Mm-hmm. it's not Absolutely. it's not like what the popular astrology says you move to your venus line and you find love that's nothing to do with astrocartography yeah. on the other hand moving to a strong venus line the venus aspects your sun for example where you move or if venus trines your ascendant then you will feel more valued if venus squares your descendant you'll find a challenge in being valued by others so they're two very different interpretations of venus and then the yeah. minor aspects are really important in astrocartography like septiles and quintiles because they would indicate you know either inner creativity or, or divine outer it's inspiration and you know they tend not to be covered in natal chart readings so it's a mind-blowing part of astrology it's a it's a complete field of its own and i love it because i've lived it for so long now you know absolutely absolutely and, and that reminds me i've got i'm gonna have to organize to get you to do much art because i think that would be absolutely. really fascinating um so one thing i just wanted to say before we do wrap up because this has been an awesome interview and we've got so much incredible stuff that people have been able to learn from this um we were talking about mercury and venus they're going straight into they're both going direct into capricorn what does that mean when both of them are in the same um starts on at the same time it means when they come out of retrograde we will be finally then really re-evaluating how we communicate and our value system because Capricorn is ruled by Saturn so Saturn yeah. is all about rules and regulation discipline and structure so there will be when people come out of the retrograde period a real kind of reckoning it's like get sitting down with a notebook and like okay I don't value this and I do value that and there will be a real reckoning around like what you know what am I letting go of from now on you know yeah and even like you know even to the terms of like what friendships do I value or even in Venus retrograde if people come back into your life you kind of go like am I going to welcome them with open arms just because they've come back into my life or do they fit the new me do they fit my new value system and very often an old coming back into your life does cause you to reevaluate and say actually I valued that friendship more than I realized I do want that friendship back or even if I don't want the friendship back I want what the friendship symbolized yeah exactly exactly and I think that's the thing you will find you will find friendships can be affected and relationships too um during yeah. this time so um it's a time of great reflection um it's a time of you like we said before rewrite your story and figure out exactly what you want 2022 to be and um and Martha uh if people want to come and get their their charts read and um that how can they contact you and what are your details well thank you very much for asking me jennifer and again thank you again for having me on the show i really appreciate it my website is martha clark astrology.com martha with the h clark with an e astrology.com you can book an natal chart reading there or a transit reading or an astro 
cartography reading. I also have, you know, a free webinar on creativity coming up on the 8th of, of February, which anybody can sign up for. And I also have a free moon book, which anybody can sign up for on my, on my website. And, you know, I have blogs going back about two years. I blog regularly. So there's a lot of free content on my website for people to read if they want to know more about the planets in their chart or if they want to know more about, you know, the Saturn return or the Uranus opposition um, or what retrogrades mean. Because, I, you know, I've been working a lot on doing blogs for the last two years for that reason. Yeah. To have You've got a lot of content, content on there, which is awesome. Possible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's so awesome. And definitely, yeah, definitely check out uh, Martha's website. Uh, she does have a lot of content there and Thank it will you. get you started with your astrology. It will get you started with figuring out your, your star signs, figuring out the planets. It's really, it's a lot of fun once you, once you get into it. And it does start to clear things up just a little bit for you. So thank you yeah. so much for joining me today, Martha. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. And um, like too. I said, I'm definitely going to come and get my, my charts done by you. I can't wait. Thank you. Awesome. Jeff. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. <laughs>